0: Whether you call it content marketing, inbound marketing, digital marketing, or business blogging, what should a business be writing about? Marcus Sheridan says, to win over your ideal buyer in the digital age, you must become the number one trusted voice in your space. So today we share his big five strategy that we use at Red Pandas that'll help you drive traffic, leads, and importantly, sales. All that and a whole lot more in this episode of Inbound Buzz. Welcome to the Inbound Buzz Podcast, your weekly jolt of all things digital and inbound marketing, brought to you by redpandas.com.au. Now for your host and co-founder of Red Pandas, Moby Sadiq.
1: Welcome to the Inbound Buzz Podcast, episode 113. My name is Tony and I'm joined by Moby Sadiq. Tony, how are you going, man? Good. How are you going, Moby? Good, good, good. Excited that's, to be here. That's good. What, what's been happening? Because I know, like last week, you know, you know we, we did really well and you had a few
0: comments. So we'll talk about that. Um, yeah, there was some comments about running, we've got some really good feedback about last week's episode about creating a digital marketing agency, right? So I think that was relevant not only for people who want to create digital marketing agencies, but also their businesses. And there was a bit of there was a bit of feedback that I sort of want to, you know, talk, but we'll get to that. But let's start first with the news, right? Tony, so what's making news this week? So today's news
1: buzz, um, the first one we're going to start off with is Google Scenes Exploration Searches, the world around you. So basically, Moby, search is changing in the future. It's not going to be typically, you know, typing it up on your mobile and stuff. It's going to advance. Google's adding new features um, with Google Lens where we can use our phone and we can go out and we can use it to search. So, for example, they're using uh, one of the features called Scene Exploration. It's what Google's bringing, you know, multi-search into the real world. And it's quite interesting, Moby, because let's say I go to the grocery store and I'm looking for, you know, healthier choices or dietary requirements, I can get the phone, I can, you know, scan on the aisle, you know, the shopping aisle and I can find what I need, gluten-free, sugar-free and I can do a lot more stuff with it. So like search is changing, which means business will have to start changing in the future.
0: So under this Google multi-search thing, if I was looking for halal food or kosher food, I could scan an aisle and it would yeah. literally tell me what I can and can't eat. Yeah, good or point. I'm doing a vegan diet. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And also t- t- designers as well. I think you made a good point. Um, let's say we're looking for materials, um, specific materials. We can you know, go and search. We can find polyester. We can find you know, wool. It's just interesting. It will change the whole fashion industry as well. Yeah.
0: So what I was saying is under these, this new Google development, this new way to search, you could pull out your phone, go to the Auburn Botanical Gardens or the Chinese Gardens (laughs) and you're a designer, right? And you just film everything there. And then you want to create a room inspired by Chinese design. So literally based on the video that you took of the Chinese Gardens, Google said this fabric, these materials, these vases, this furniture, it would literally do your job for you, which is freaking amazing. Mm. It's changing. The industry is changing fast.
1: Our next new buzz is new TikTok tool surfaces, uh, useful insights for marketers. So what this means and what I'm excited about is, um, you know, as marketers, Moby, we like to um, detail target. We like to target, um, you know, people who are more relevant to our business. TikTok has allowed a new feature where we can add filters in the insight and we can target Better, we can go and target audience behaviors, interests, and a lot more other things. It's just you know you can cut through all the data that's irrelevant to your business. Better targeting, better conversions. An example maybe is targeting like Gen Z. You know we can go towards that or you know Gen Y or whatever your doc, any generation. We can do so much, and your TikTok is starting to get better and better with the targeting. So it's quite interesting.
0: Right. So for example, is what you're saying is this new tool allows for better insights. So you can look for demographics, you can look for audience interests, behaviors, and say, for example, you know, you're saying you want to target someone during the holidays. So you want to target Gen Zs during the holidays, get the insights from TikTok. Now, TikTok's is not just for Gen Z, yeah. but get those insights and target those people on TikTok. So because I guess it's catching up to what Facebook used to be in terms mm-hmm. of targeting, which is amazing. Yeah, it
1: is. Um, our next one, um, Google launches tool for practicing job
0: interviews. And I I think this is interesting for me, Moby. What well, what's this about? Look. Yeah, this is cool, right? So Google man, they're just they've got fingers in every different pie, right? So they're launching a tool to help you practice for job interviews. So cause sometimes it's hard, right? Like maybe your partner doesn't want to hear uh, your role play around the interviews maybe you live by yourself maybe you can't so you can use this tool and using voice to text or your keyboard you can practice answering commonly asked questions as well as job specific ones picked by an expert in that field the tool then analyzes the answers and offers suggestions for improvement so you can pick up your phone use the voice to text uh, feature practice an answer to a question in an industry and Google's AI will give you recommendations on based on what you said, give you recommendations based on what skills that job needs. It's freaking amazing. Now, Google said they're not going to use this data. They're not going mm. to save this data, but they also did take out don't be evil clause out of their, <laughs> their pledge or whatever it was, right? So I don't know. But anyway.
1: Question is, Moby, you were the one that interviewed me. Would you recommend me using this tool? <laughs>
0: Uh man, I uh I don't know, man. I don't see what you do is real specialists, right? <laughs> so it remains to be seen, but knowing Google, man, you know, I'm sure they could target anyone.
1: Okay. And our lucky um news buzz, the next one is next uh buzz working for yourself versus working for someone else. And this is interesting because Moby posted a post on LinkedIn last week, and it's actually created a lot of buzz and attention, and it's quite interesting. Moby.
0: Yeah, so firstly, if you want to follow a lot of my ramblings, musings, uh, and if this is not enough for you, then (laughs) definitely check me out on LinkedIn. I post five to seven times per week and also on TikTok as well. But I wanted to, there needs to be some corrective commentary around this because there's quotes like, oh, salary is what you, you pay. Oh, sorry, they say, a salary is what they pay for you to give up on your dreams. Or entrepreneurship is better than a job because you get paid for your value, not your time. But honestly, Tony, what a load of crap. Like, seriously, like, you don't have to be a business owner by the age of 25. There's nothing wrong with working for someone and loving what you do. And picking one over the other doesn't necessarily make you happier. There's like, on social media on this slide pushes this narrative that, oh, you are not living up to your potential or being your true self if you don't work for yourself. And that's simply not true, you know? So, um... Yes, you should always strive for a path where you're going to get the best out of yourself, right? And as a business owner, I can say it's very rewarding. It's challenging, but it's really, really rewarding. But if that happens to be working for yourself, great, right? But if it doesn't and you're still going to strive and learn and grow, then that's okay as well. We just need some corrective commentary around this fact that, oh, you, if, you are, if you don't own your own thing, you are somewhat less than and you're not enjoying yourself and you don't have passive income, which is definitely not the case. So just a real quick one I wanted to touch on. But, um, but yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Tony. Thanks
1: for that, Moby. Appreciate it. Yeah, like it's interesting because, you know, a lot of us are listening and we might not just be business um, owners, but, you know, employees. So yeah, it's good. You know, like you cleared that out. Uh, moving on, featured buzz, the big five. So Moby, t- let's kick this
0: off. What is the big five? So to know the big five is to know Marcus Sheridan's story. The year was 2008 and he was running a pool business and then the GFC hit within 48 hours they lost a quarter of a million dollars and within a few months they ran out of money and to the point where every consultant they spoke to said that they should file for bankruptcy. But here's the problem, if they did that, they would lose the business, they would never be allowed to work in this country, people would lose their jobs and their homes. So what did they do? He wrote articles on topics that the audience, that his competitors didn't want to talk about. He spoke about versus content, problems content, price, reviews, and best content. He essentially invented the big five, what we call the big five today. And today, Marcus owns three multi-million dollar companies, and he runs one of the most profitable marketing agencies on earth. Okay, so...
1: You know, let's let's move on. Um, let's dive deep into the big five. Like, um, what is it? Let,
0: let's um, there is five. So let's start with cost and price. What what does that mean, Moby? Yeah. So let's dive into these topics, right? So these are the topics we that this essentially remember. This saved Marcus's business, and they've developed a framework, and they've trained thousands of businesses on this. And he's got one of the world's you know this book here, one of the world's top selling in my mind the best marketing book on earth, right? So these are the topics that move the needle when people are looking to make a buying decision. This is not five apps that your, you know, the fitness industry should talk about or things you can do on the weekend. No, this is buying, right? This is buying behavior. That's what it does. So the cost one is interesting. This is one, let's start on this one, Tony, because everyone is scared to talk about cost. And they're like, oh, if we talk about it, our competitors will know what our prices are. But Tony, like, let me ask you, Do you think our competitors have an idea of what we charge? Yes. Yeah. And they would, by that premise, have an idea of what we charge, right? Yes, that's correct. So, it's like this big secret, non-secret event. Everyone's sort of scared, right? But people know. And the other thing too is the other um, uh, thing I get, the other objection I get, well, it depends, Moby. It depends on what they need. They need this. They need that. Well, talk about that. Talk about the it depends, Talk about the factors. If there's factors that impact your price up or down, that impact quality, right? That, that have a delta in the industry based on low prices, high prices. Talk about that. That's all buyers want. Because you know what? They're going to see that. They're going to trust you because you gave them information. And the door knockers, tie kickers, they're not going to call you. That's interesting. You talk about that because like a lot of people
1: like to try higher prices, right? And he's going the complete op- opposite. And it's been so successful. So the second point of the big five, Moby, um, problems, theirs
0: and yours. What is that about? So this is another one that people don't want to talk about, right? They don't want to talk about the problems of their service. But every service has a problem. And sometimes it's a problem for certain audiences, right? So for example, if you need, um, you know, you need digital marketing, right? And you have a big budget and you have a big team, but your team isn't skilled, So, if you're going to use a digital marketing agency that does the work for you, there's a problem because they're not going to be fast enough. So, but they're not a digital marketing agency that does the work for you. That's not a problem for a smaller company, right? Because a smaller company doesn't have the expertise, their pace is okay, their budget, you know, they're willing to forego something. But it's a problem for other types of people. So, people search for problems with fiberglass pools and a problem, a quote-unquote problem is, well, you know, and I don't understand pools that well, but they are, cut, you know, they're almost like printed. They're in a certain shape, right? So you can't just go ahead and customize them as easily. But that might be okay because there's a square, right? Mm. There's one that looks like a, like a, like a pool or a river or whatever, like a little pond, whatever. Mm. That's fine. But that's a problem for some people and not for others. So if you address those clearly, then you're going to vanguard a lot of the issues that people will typically have. Interesting. Um, moving on, um, point number three comparisons and versus of the big five. I love this one. So in, in Marcus's book, he talks about uh, versus, right? So this is versus type of content. This is what it means. There is, he does fiberglass pools, but there are also concrete pools, right? And one of the things that inevitably people will ask or, you, or still ask is the difference between a fiberglass pool and a concrete pool. And then you go into those reasons, right? In our industry, it could be a difference between hiring in-house versus hiring an agency, Uh, you know, buying an electric car versus a diesel car, whatever it is, right? People are thinking of these things. So that's, people are searching for this stuff when they are in the decision-making process. So if you can guide them on that decision-making process with content, they're going to trust you, know you, like you, and likely, more likely, get your business.
1: Interesting, Moby. So there's always a comparison and a versus for every business. Is that correct? Yeah essentially. yeah,
0: essentially. Unless you're in a disruptor, pro- but even disruptor product, right? One of our clients, Wimp to Warrior, they're now called Alter Fitness. It's an MMA program where you, in 22 weeks, you can have a cage fight or 20 weeks, whatever it is. Now, they're new, right? But what's th- they are also competing with something. They're competing with the idea of going to a gym, right? So that versus... Going to a gym, you get lazy, there's no routine, there's no payoff at the end. So yeah, I would say most industries, yeah, there, there should be that type of content available. Uh,
1: side note, Moby's had a fight in a cage. so we've That was uh,
0: many years ago and many kilos ago, <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for reminding me. <laughs> and moving on,
1: best of lists. So we got the best in class and best practices. What's that about, Moby?
0: So we do a lot of this. This, is, this one is not hard to get clients to talk about because everyone's like, oh, we're the best, right? But the idea is, again, do it with the lens of trust. So, for example, we've done for our client uh, the best childcare in Sydney, the best urologist, uh, what to look for when you're looking for the best. There's variations, right? So, for example, you you might have like, you know, what to, you know, the best digital marketing agencies in Sydney. And then you actually list all the digital marketing agencies. Now, here's the thing a lot of people struggle with. And to be honest, I struggled with as well. You want to talk about yourself. You want to put yourself in that list. But the moment you do that, you are breaking the rule of trust. To be trustful and to have that objectivity rather than subjectivity, you can't talk about yourself. Now, there's shortcuts to write this. Like you can say what to look for when looking for the best childcare in Sydney. And we've done that for our client in the past. Factors when you're looking for the best urologist. So there's ways to cheat on this, but that's not the best and optimal way to do it. But yeah, that's the example. Interesting. And a lucky last, and I
1: think it's one of the most important, um, especially, you know, in the industry um, for the big five, reviews. Let's elaborate on this mode.
0: So reviews content, people think of Google reviews, Facebook reviews, product reviews. Yeah, sure. That does include that. But we're talking about reviewing on your website, right? Taking it off, like getting people onto your owned media, your owned land. So you would be reviewing... You can review your product, you can review competitor products, you can review competitor alternatives. In the product-based industry, it's easier, but you could also review services as well, right? Now, um, according to G2, you're 90% more likely to get a purchasing decision from anyone if they see a positive review. So the, everyone knows this. this is, what Marcus does is puts it in a framework for you and gives you a roadmap and a plan. But essentially, that's the big five.
1: Cool. Thank you. So that's for today for our feature buzz on the Big Five, episode 113 on the Inbound Buzz podcast. Um, Join us next week as we dive into other topics, other marketing strategies, tactics, information about the digital marketing industry. And for now... Yeah, that's all,
0: guys. Honestly, give us your feedback. Give us your questions. We would love to take some questions and uh, dive into them. The harder the better. Uh, But yeah, that's all for now. And we'll join you again for another episode of Inbound Buzz. Cool. Thank you.